is this what you people want? You want this? You want video? You want to see me at my worst? You want to invade my life? Why is video so popular again? I mean, obviously, video podcasts are becoming more popular. Is it because of the pandemic or is it just because of TikTok? I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, research it because I don't really care that much. But what I do care about is that video is returning as I am slipping deeper and deeper into the throes of aging. And I think that's rude. I mean, I'm not like aging rapidly, but, you know, I'm a seasoned woman. I'm 34 years old, as I've said before. (laughs) I don't care. I'll say my age. That's edgy. You know, that's edgy in entertainment. People, people want to hear that. People want to hear the truth. They want to hear my age. They want to know the things I've done and the places I've been. So hence, I have this podcast and you're seeing me literally at my worst right now. Obviously just got out of the shower. I don't know what I don't know what else to do. I mean, I tried to record the podcast last night. I decided I sounded a little too drunk for my taste to be posting that podcast. It's just a little drunk, a little drunk, a little slurry. Some words didn't come out right. And frankly, do I want that to be my brand entirely? No, (laughs) I don't. If I was someone like Chelsea Handler, where she's like, I'm a drunk, dumb bitch. Yeah, I would probably have kept it, but it was late. I was tired. See, what happened was that after I got home from work last night, um, well, I had to do laundry. And then after I did laundry, I decided to drink an entire bottle of rosé. Because, I don't know, the pandemic? Are we just, we're just blaming everything on the pandemic. Everything that's going wrong is because of the pandemic. Let's just be honest. This thing has fucked up our lives, (laughs) but it's also like helped a little, you know, like I don't feel like too bad. I could be worse. I'm trying to get this on an angle where I feel comfortable with my, my face. See, I'm, I'm trying to towel dry my hair to get this like natural curl going. You just have to kind of like leave it in the towel, which is annoying because it's it's September in Los Angeles and you know in the rest of the country it's it was the first day of fall uh yesterday here in LA we don't have fall we never have fall okay it's we have two seasons of back-to-back summer then we have a winter which is actually surprisingly cold and then we have spring and then the two seasons of summer come again Today it was over 90 degrees in Los Angeles. So there's no fall here, okay? And I don't want to hear about it. I want to hear about, you know, the colors of the leaves changing on the East Coast. I don't want to hear about a nice a nice breeze in the air. You know, being able to enjoy a hot coffee. You know, if you order hot coffee in L.A., when it's 90 degrees outside, you're a sick person. You're a sick fucking person. I had a hot latte today. (laughs) 
But I wasn't in the heat. I literally, so I ordered my breakfast on Postmates on my way to work because I just have it together. And yeah, I mean, don't want to brag. I have, you know, made my way to a mid-level career where I can Postmates breakfast and not like ruin my future by ordering it. So I did that. I had a hot latte and I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about all the places I eat or the places I go because, you know, I have, I have some haters, but you know, if you have haters, that just means you're making an impact somehow. Right. Uh, so shout out to Blue Jam Cafe in Los Angeles. I'm not going to tell you which location, <laughs> but that's where I ordered from. They have an amazing build your own scramble option. I love a good scramble. My favorite food of all time is eggs. Okay, just in case anybody out there cares or wants to know about me or is a mean man on the internet calling me fat. I eat eggs a lot. So there you go. There's some insight. I had I had a hot latte and a scramble today for breakfast. And it was good. <sighs> yeah. You know, a lot of my friends are doing these video podcasts and they're like paying people to edit the video. And I, when I first started hearing about that, I was like, oh my God, like how, how much is that going to cost? Is it worth it? And now I'm thinking like it, it's 100% worth it because I don't want to be doing this myself all the time. So please pray that I become more successful. <laughs> I don't even know how much people charge for that. If you if you edit videos for podcasts and you can like put the captions and stuff on them, just just tell me. Just hit me up. Let me know. And maybe I'll hire you. You know. It'll work out. So, I feel like this should be more like this or something. Anyway, um, today something crazy happened. Um, while I was driving home after Pilates, um, a spider dropped from above in my car while I was driving. Who can be prepared for something like that? You know, did I almost crash? Thought about it. I really did. I really did think about it. And the thing about spiders and cars, like I've never really had like bugs in my car ever, but spiders for some reason in Los Angeles are thriving right now. And I, I'm going to blame it on the pandemic. There's just, you know, there were a lot of cars just like sitting parked for months. And then like, you know, they'll like, they'll get on your windows and like start building cobwebs and shit. I hate it. But a spider almost murdered me. And almost prevented me from doing this podcast tonight. But I prevailed over the spider. I, I pulled over and I killed the spider. I'm sorry I killed it. Oh. It was, it was just like a little too, a little too big and a little too, um, speedy for my taste. So I killed it <laughs> and I threw it out the window. So, but I made it. Here I am 
we're doing the podcast. I'm not drunk. I had um, an iced vanilla coffee from McDonald's. Yeah, say what you're going to say. Say I'm a fat bitch, whatever. But I, I wanted one. So, fuck it. My car isn't infested with bugs, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Like, because every time like a guy is in my car, he's like, oh, I'm surprised your car like isn't that dirty. Because, you know, it, there's that like stereotype that women's cars are dirty all the time because they're dumb bitches. Right? Is that the stereotype that we're dumb bitches and we don't know how to take care of a car? We don't know how to do anything. My check engine light is on though right now. <laughs> Which is upsetting. I have to I have to bring it to my mechanic this weekend, but I will be doing that. So we'll we'll handle it, we'll see what's going on, and we'll go from there. I don't think it's that serious, so I look tired. I look tie tie. Anyway. Um, so what's been going on? It's been a minute since I've talked to you. A lot of things have happened in the world. Uh we had an earthquake in LA last week that I didn't feel. Uh, I was driving at the time, but it was last Friday night. I think it was a 4.1. Maybe it was bigger than that, but apparently it was like one strong like jolt, like a really strong one for a minute. And the thing about earthquakes is you don't know really how scary they are until you start experiencing them. And yeah, they're bad because you also can't really predict when they're happening. If there was like some sort of like warning, you know, like with a tornado where they sound that siren and they're like, oh, take cover, that would be great. But with an earthquake, it can literally just happen at any second. So if I, <laughs> if I could go back in time and like tell my younger self, like, uh, like, should you move to LA? There's a lot of earthquakes. I'd be like, shut up, dumb old bitch. Shut up, you old dumb bitch old dumb fat bitch (laughs) is that what I would have said to my older self I have no idea I don't think so um the Met Gala happened last week I'm just rolling I'm rolling an earthquake with the Met Gala because they both happened last week um everyone was talking about the Met Gala which honestly upsets me um I think the Met Gala is sacred I think it's something that people who subscribe to Vogue should only know about Uh, The way it's become a social media spectacle is upsetting. And we need to stop it. We need to stop it now. We need to stop it. And some of the outfits were so fucking bad. And and this isn't a political statement, but AOC in that dress that says tax the rich. Oh my God. Like when people were saying it looked like the the Chick-fil-A font. Yeah, it did. It was fucking terrible. (laughs) It was so fucking bad. Who actually looked good? Hmm. Oh, well, you know, you know who didn't look good was Cara Delevingne, who wore the, you know, some sort of like mental institution, um, suicide bomber jacket type looking thing that (laughs) it said, uh, peg the patriarchy, which literally doesn't make sense. What are you saying? Like, uh, give the patriarchy pleasure fuck the patriarchy so they enjoy it men enjoy pegging i mean some men not all men 
I'll never do it, honestly. I'll never do that. I know people may think that oh, she seems like the type of woman who'd be into that, you know, with her with her dominant personality. Yeah, so because I'm dominant outside of sex, I want the opposite. If that makes sense. I I want a man to tell me like here's what we're doing. Get in this position. Do this. Do that. That's what I want. Okay. I don't want a man being like, peg me. (laughs) That's like so upsetting to me. I would be so turned off by that. Sorry. It's not for me. Also, what is she saying? She's saying that like, I don't know. It it sounds like kind of a rape threat to me. (laughs) Like, It sounds weird. It's like, what? So because so you're going to like fuck a guy to to show power over him? Very strange to me. Very strange. Um she stole it from <laughs> some artist who who actually claimed it. The fact that a woman like came out of the woodwork and was like, "Hey, you stole that phrase from me." It's like, "Wow. Do you do you want to be claiming that? Are you sure?" <laughs> It's like so crazy. She's like, you're taking it out of context, you know. It's about women. Women empowering each other. Okay, whatever. (laughs) And I'm as feminist as they come. Like, fuck men. You know what I mean? Except the men who subscribe to this podcast. (laughs) I love you. That's That's my only form of saying not all men. And we know that when I say men are trash, men are garbage, we're not talking about all men. We're talking about the bad ones. You know, the ones who commit a crime that starts with R and ends with E. Those types of men. That's who we're talking about. Not you guys. Please uh, rate and review. Give five stars on iTunes. I need more five star reviews on iTunes. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah. So she looked terrible. Um, oh my god. Everybody thought Rihanna was pregnant and she's fucking not pregnant cuz I don't know, she wore some like crazy like large oversized Balenciaga like puffy dress jacket thing. People were like she's pregnant. She's fucking pregnant. Like a woman can't wear a sweatshirt and be semi-famous without somebody being like she's pregnant. You know, and it's interesting how like for how much women get called fat on the Internet, you know, by random strange men. It's like if it's if it's a publication or a gossip rag or whatever, they instead of just saying like she's fat, they're like she's pregnant. That's the first thing they jump to. Because I guess it would be like rude if they were just like she's fat, but she's not pregnant or fat because um. She was at some other event the other day with, I don't know, wearing some, like, form-fitting dress or whatever. So she's not pregnant. Uh, Who else was there? Um, Timothy Chalamet. He does nothing for me. He's, like, seven years old. I don't understand. Actually, I went out with a guy who was the same age. (laughs) He's 25, right? I went out with a 25-year-old, which is fine. Technically still a millennial. Um, I mean, he asked me out, so I did that. So that was fine. 
and he was cool. I mean, except he's a Gemini, so that's a problem. But um, he was attractive, and he has a nice body, probably because he's 25. And I enjoyed that, you know. Because men my age are older, like, sometimes they have nice bodies. And that's fine, too. You know. I'm not saying I'm this, like, perfect, like, work of art, but <laughs> I've been with men who are in shape. Not a brag. Okay. I've dated athletes. You know. Many an athlete. <sighs> I've actually had women be like, how did you, how did you hook up with that guy? Like implying that he's like too hot for me. I'm just like, what? Like men, men will date anyone. Like, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't know. I guess like some women are just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of women just aren't taught to be confident or they don't feel confident. So they don't like go after like hotter guys or they won't even like talk to hotter guys even though like the hottest guys are like dumb and boring you know I don't want a guy to be too hot like that is horrible when they're too hot they've they haven't learned any social skills they don't know anything about art or culture you know they don't have their hand on the pulse of what's going on they don't really know anything and I can't handle that I need you to know something. You need to know something if you're going to be inside of me. Should that be on a bumper sticker? That sounds actually pretty good. So, yeah, the Mechella happened. Apparently, they're doing another one in May. So, we'll look forward to that. Uh, California last week had a recall election. It did not work out. I mean, it worked out in favor of Gavin Newsom. Uh, the fact that I think it was like $276 million was spent on the recall election. And it was over in like 30 minutes after the polls closed. They were like, oh, no, <laughs> he's not getting recalled. What a fucking waste. And I did vote no on it because I, quite honestly, I was like, why are we even doing this? Because I guess the people who were mad were mad about like the way he handled the pandemic because at first you know he shuts down california people are so fucking mad they're like my rights my freedom my rights they're pissed off at him you know and then he's in the french laundry you know eating dinner can't blame him i would love to eat dinner at the french laundry but i think they also had like different rules in that county when he was in the french laundry and then people were pissed off when he reopened California. You know, there were people who were like, oh, no, we need to shut down again. So, you know, it's like both sides of people, both factions are pissed off at him. But honestly, in that type of situation, I feel like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know. So that's how it went. But what what's my final opinion on Gavin Newsom? He's hot, you know, and that's what matters. Um... And somebody who was running for governor, in case he did get recalled, I think there were 47 candidates for governor, which is insane. Uh, one of the people who was running is somebody I know from Open Mic Comedy. And I think that's offensive and rude. And I never want to see something like that again. <laughs> 
I, it's just like so upsetting. I'm like, oh my god, like somebody I know from an open mic is thinks they can run something other than an open mic. Fucking crazy. I'm not gonna say who it was, but the, I'll give you a hint. This person has an ASMR talk show on YouTube where he interviews other open micers, and he wanted to fucking be governor. Does it get much worse? I think not. I think not. So Gavin's still in charge. Um, Norm Macdonald passed away. Wow. Um, I don't want to talk about this too much, but do I think Norm is one of the best comedians who ever did it? Yes, I do. Do I also believe that the female comics who came forward after he died and said that he... uh, grab them or fondle them or whatever do i think that happened yeah i do because male comics are fucking sick people (laughs) let's not even pretend let's not even pretend that comedians are like sane people like me doing this right now just recording this podcast in my luxurious studio apartment after midnight i'm not well like something went wrong along the way that I have to do this, that I have to be like making a podcast right now. A woman my age right now should be like getting lunch ready for her kids for school for tomorrow or something. So yeah, Norm died, which is, you know, shocking and sad and all that shit. But here's the thing, like when when someone dies, yeah, we can talk about all of the things they were, you know, and all the things they weren't and blah, blah, blah. And I think humans are extremely multifaceted. We contain multitudes, you know, as Walt Whitman said. And yeah, I think Norm was fucking hilarious. And yeah, he probably did grab people's asses. But here's the thing. I don't want male comics who are not dead, (laughs) who are still currently living, currently working male comics, trying to pretend that they're like good guys, like when something like this happens. Because I saw um, a male comic who I know kind of like tweet something like kind of like a subtweet about Norm MacDonald where he was like, "Um, you know, when someone dies and if they were if they were racist or sexist. It's okay to be talking about that. I'm just like, whoa. Okay, calm down. Because <laughs> there have been, like, other people who have died who also have, like, kind of, like, similar, like, past controversies. And I hate using this example, but I re- uh, Kobe Bryant, when he passed away, I remember this guy. Like, he didn't say, like, anything bad about him. Like, you know, because people were bringing up uh, the fact that he, you know, he had that rape allegation and actually there was an actual trial for it. I don't know. Was it a full on trial? I think so. Um, and it was settled and he did admit he did something wrong. Okay. Which people apparently want to, you know, rewrite the past of that. Oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, no, he admitted he did something wrong and that he didn't fully, you know, comprehend consent and all that stuff so you know when that happened and people were bringing that up <coughs> this guy who was saying this this subtweet about norm he was like no kobe never did anything wrong 
Are you sure? I mean, or you're just being a hypocrite. So anyway, my point is that, you know, when, when a man of questionable character who possibly has done something rude to women or has harmed women or has possibly sexually assaulted women, we don't need men, you know, intervening on our behalf and trying to look like a fucking hero. Because whenever guys do that, I'm just like, what are they hiding? Like, what is this guy hiding where he has to be like, I'm a good guy? Obviously something very dark. And it may take decades for me to find out, but we will find out eventually. Because it all comes out in the end, baby. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Um, he had a lot of funny jokes. I was watching some on YouTube. He had a lot of Conan uh, appearances. And a lot of his jokes, like, they're kind of, like, meandering, but then they hit on, like, one really strong punchline, which I guess is, like, how comedy should be. But, you know, do I do traditional comedy? Sometimes, you know, I'm a little bit of a wild card myself. <laughs> so, anywho... I went to the Alamo Draft House and had a horrible customer service experience. And I just want to touch on this briefly. Um, I'm upset. I'm shocked. Blown away. Shook. Disappointed. Taken aback. Um, Here's what's upsetting. So the Alamo Draft House is allegedly you know, a a luxury movie and dine-in experience. The ticket to the movie itself is like eighteen or nineteen dollars. Okay, so you're already out eighteen or nineteen dollars. Then you get to the movie, you order what you want, right? So first I order a prosecco. Yes, I was there to see the the Tammy Faye Baker movie, which oh my god, beside the point so many problems in that movie. Which I don't even want to get into. I mean, first of all, what was going on with Andrew Garfield's face in that movie? I know he had makeup, but it, it was like his face just looked weird. I don't even know if I've seen Andrew Garfield in anything else. I know he was Spider-Man. I've seen zero of the Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. I know nothing about them. Wow, he's 38. I'm so confused. Wait a second. I thought he was British. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, so he's born in L.A. and raised in England? Oh, my God. This is... It's too much. He's 38 years old. Okay. So what else has he been in? We're going to get back to the Alamo Draft House in just a second. But I just need to, to verify what Andrew Garfield has even been in. I have no fucking idea. Okay, so he's been in a lot of plays. Oh, he, he's been in two different productions of Angels in America. Oh, he played Romeo in Romeo and Juliet. Okay. In 2000, 2005. Um, what are his movies? Okay. Lions for Lambs. Oh, that's the one with Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Redford and Tom Cruise. I th- does it have to do with like 
um, government or something? Whatever. I, I have no time to think about this. Um, the other Boylan girl, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which I think is Heath Ledger's like last movie ever. <sighs> Never Let Me Go. What is that? Oh, I think that's based on a book. Never never watch that uh oh the social network remember him in that yes i do remember that the amazing spider-man never saw it <laughs> the amazing spider-man 2 also never saw it oh my god hacksaw ridge nope i know that's like a a war movie directed by mel gibson never saw it silence oh i saw silence i saw silence that is the um the martin scorsese movie about monks <laughs> wait are they monks or um okay so um right 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 oh yeah so andrew garfield adam driver and liam neeson they're oh they're jesuit priests so they go from portugal to japan this movie was like actually kind of fucked up and I remember um I got fingered in in the theater. So yeah. I wasn't being so silent in this movie. <laughs> um I don't remember it being that good either. So Silence is the third of Scorsese's three films about religious figures struggling with challenges of faith following The Last Temptation of Christ in Kundun. Oof. He, he made a trilogy about religious figures struggling with challenges of faith. I think there was like some self-flagellation in this movie, but whatever. I'll never watch that again. Never. Um, breathe. What the hell's that? No idea what this is. Directed by Andy Serkis on his directorial debut. That's the guy who played Gollum. No idea what this is. Under the Silver Lake? Terrible. Looks fucking terrible. Amazon Prime is constantly recommending this to me. I'm never going to watch it. Then something called Mainstream. Oh my god. A movie directed by Gia Coppola? <sighs> Gia Coppola. I think she's my age. And, you know, she's obviously a Coppola. Good for her. So happy for her. Let me check. Yeah, 34. Okay, great. Great. Let's see. And then The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I saw, directed by Michael Showalter, who also directed recently uh the big sick right yeah and then before that he directed actually a really cute movie um called hello my name is doris with sally field where she's you know like an aging woman in an office <laughs> which is kind of a cute movie okay but yeah, Andrew Garfield, no idea what he does. Don't care for him. I don't find him attractive. And he was bad in this movie. He was fucking bad in it. Oh, I know you're saying, Heather, how could you say that? You're, you know, you're, you're a nobody recording a podcast in your studio apartment. Well, shut the fuck up. 
shut the fuck up because I know movies. If anybody knows film, it's me. My ego is so gigantic. It's it's laughable. Um, I just really disliked the movie. And I think most of it was because of the poor service I received at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> so I order my Prosecco and I also put on the note glass of water. He brings the Prosecco way too fast. No glass of water. I'm like, okay, maybe he's like going to bring it soon. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh my God, it would be great to, it would be great to have a glass of water right now. Doesn't that sound good? Just a nice, refreshing, crisp glass of ice water on a hot September night in Los Angeles. It never came. Okay. Then I order a mushroom and onion pizza. The pizza takes so long that for the first half of the movie, I'm just like, where's my pizza? You know, I'm just thinking like, oh my God, I'm I'm so hungry. Where's my pizza? You know, I didn't eat dinner before this because when you go to the Alamo Draft House, it's expected to, that you're going to be ordering drinks and food. This is like a, this is like a night out. This is like a treat, you know, cause you know, straight up, like just with the ticket and getting a couple of drinks and a food item, it's already going to be like 60 or 70 bucks. So this experience should be perfection. So I'm sitting there watching this horrible fucking movie. No offense to Michael Showalter. I mean, maybe the movie is fine, but maybe I can't think about that because I'm hungry. I'm I'm starving in the movie. My pizza my pizza comes finally after it feels like an hour. The pizza is like semi cold. I'm like, what the What were they doing back there with the food, letting it get cold? You know, I'm a nice lady. For the most part, I'm a nice lady. So I start eating the pizza. I'm like, oh my God, like, where's, where's my water? I'm, I'm done with the Prosecco. And I'm just like looking around like, I need a glass of water. What if I choke? What if I choke on one of these onions and I have no water? Like truly a nightmare. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there. I put, I had put in another order for a Greyhound, a double Tito's Greyhound. If you don't know what that is, it's just vodka and grapefruit juice. This guy seems fucking confused. I have, I put in the note grapefruit juice and vodka. Grapefruit juice and vodka. So simple. I'm not trying to be a difficult person. So I'm eating the pizza without a drink. Praying that I don't choke or cough or anything. I make it through. I make it through the pizza. Still no drink. Still no water. I'm parched. The movie's bad. My life is tragic. And I still had to pay $70 at the end of the night. And then toward the end of the movie, you know, finally my drink comes. Finally my drink comes. 
I had asked for it in a pint glass. And usually what that means is if you put a double vodka drink in a pint glass, you're going to be filling up the rest of the glass with whatever the mixer is, right? So the rest of it should be filled up with grapefruit juice. He brings it to me. There's like literally a two inch gap from the top of the drink to the rim of the glass. I'm just looking at it like, what the fuck is that? You know, and he like gives me this like thumbs up, like, like he did a great job. I'm like, you did not do a good job. Okay. You did not do a good job. I'm going to talk about this on my podcast and humiliate you. I don't even know your name. But I'm very disappointed. And that's fine. It's fine. Sometimes we all need to be humbled, you know. I I needed to be humbled, perhaps. And I experienced it the other night while watching the eyes of Tammy Faye at the Alamo Draft House in downtown Los Angeles. And after reflecting on this film reflecting on the performance delivered by Jessica Chastain. Is she a great actress? Yes. Is this movie a fucking mess? Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) Do we even need it? Do we need to be celebrating these like crazy televangelists? Like they try to make her seem like some sort of like martyr for LGBTQ people, which I think is kind of nuts. And, you know, she acts all innocent like she didn't know that that Jim was he was like embezzling money or like taking money that was donations to their their church or whatever, their religious organization and like spending it on like whatever, like all kinds of shit. And he got like a hooker. And that was his downfall was that he like paid a woman for sex and blah, blah, blah. Big fucking deal. Oh my god. Wait a second. I just realized something. So in the movie, Jerry Falwell isn't like Jerry Falwell is like one of the characters, right? That was Vincent D'Onofrio? Wow. I'm so shook by that. Vincent D'Onofrio, you know what his nickname? You know what his nickname was in acting school and after that? The Human Chameleon. The Human Chameleon. Yeah. Unbelievable. I had no idea that was him. Okay, maybe I'm going to change my opinion on the movie. (sighs) No, it's still bad. It's still really bad. Oh, he has a daughter that also acts? Oh my god. Oh, shook. Shook by this. Hmm. Fascinating stuff. If you don't know who Vincent D'Onofrio is, just look him up, please. He's unbelievably talented. But you know what? Overall... Does it change my opinion of this horrible movie that I saw? No. (laughs) No, it does not. Should this be the movie? Wait, has Jessica Chastain won an Oscar yet? Let me see. No, she's been nominated twice. Is this the movie that I think will bring her the Oscar? Oh my god. No, I don't. (laughs) It's like that bad. Oh my god. Horrible. Poor Jessica. Wow, she has two kids with her husband. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, Poor Jessica. Another time. 
So, yeah, did I write a review of my Alamo Drafthouse experience? Yeah, I did, because they sent me an email asking me for feedback. So I, I answered honestly. I still tipped. I still tipped well. Because that's what you do. You know, that's what you do. Because when they brought me that, like, shitty drink with, like, two two inches in between the the fill and the top of the glass, I was like, what the hell is this? You know, and this chick comes later... The first guy was a, the first waiter was a guy. And then she comes with these two other drinks that are not, it's like two margaritas on the rocks with salt. And she puts them in front of me. I'm like, I didn't order these. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, um, but these aren't mine. And she's like, it's okay. It'll be, it'll be free. It'll be free. And what I realized happened was that the people who were sitting a couple seats down for me, I believe those were their drinks and they never got their drinks. And the guy kept like getting up to like presumably ask where his drinks are. Well, they were in front of me, buddy. Did I drink them? Yeah, unfortunately I did. So whatever. (sighs) I have fan mail, fan mail. Um, yeah, so I had a fan, uh, write me via email, which is what you do, unrulypodcast.gmail.com. This guy wants to know, (laughs) he wants to know what it's like living in LA. I mean, it's, it's fucking horrible. (laughs) This is not the place you think it is. Like, I think every place, like, portrays Los Angeles as some like luxurious experience like oh my god like it's you know it's where the movie stars live it's it's beautiful it's so nice no it's terrible here everything is strip malls the stuff you see in the movies about la is not la you know unless you're watching a movie set in like south central though that's way more accurate than like for example la la land that which is the worst movie ever made the Los Angeles they portray in that movie is not real. It's not real. So everything's strip malls. There's earthquakes. You're constantly terrified that the earth is going to open up and swallow you. But you're also like praying for it at the same time because you bombed your audition. You know, you work three jobs. <laughs> you're broke. You have four roommates. I don't have four roommates. This is what this is the the overall common Los Angeles experience is, is that people come here to follow their stupid selfish dreams and then they get their ass handed to them. They get humbled because this is a horrible place to live. Kids, if you're listening, if you're a young person listening and you're thinking, should I move to Los Angeles for my career? The answer is absolutely not. Stay where you are. Or move to a city that's halfway better than this. Move to Seattle. Move to Portland. Move to Chicago. Even go to New York. You know. Don't come here. Do not come here. Like, we're literally about to be swallowed by the earth in an earthquake. Do not come here. And it's expensive. It's so expensive. I I don't even want to talk about it. The uh, this guy's also asking uh, talk about the price differences in L.A. Horrible. I mean, a gallon of gas. 
So today I had to get gas and a gallon of gas at like one of the cheap gas stations in Arco um, for four twenty nine a gallon. Like why? When I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago, it was like over a dollar less than that. Horrible. That's what it's like here. Do I like LA though? Yeah, I love it actually. <laughs> I'm a sick person, though. I love this place because I'm sick. It's not for everyone. So, yeah. Oh, and then the other thing this guy wants to know, um, I just wanted you to weigh in and hear your point of view. I read an article that suggests, biologically speaking, age gap relationships are better for procreating. Uh, men in their 20s with women from the age of 30 to 40. Also, women 30 to 40 being more compatible with younger males because their libidos align better. I feel like there's truth to this argument, but the real question is, do you agree? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. As somebody who went out with a 25-year-old man, yeah, I agree. I agree. It makes sense. I mean... The thing about age gap relationships, where I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast at all, but I think a lot of them are like horribly inappropriate. But that's that's mostly when it's like a much older man with a much younger woman who's like not even of a mature age. You know, it's like guys who are like late 30s, early 40s, and they're like my 19 year old girlfriend. It's like, what the fuck? Like if somebody's at least like. 25 26 27 then fine like i you know that's like your brain is done developing and that's that you know um younger than that it's and you're getting it so let's say like uh i was 20 once and my boyfriend was 27 i think that was weird you know but if it had been different like for example if i were 27 and he was 34, that would be a totally different story. But I do see that women in their 30s would be having a good time with men in their 20s because, yeah, that makes sense. I, I know a few women in their 30s who have dated men in their 20s. Not like early 20s, but like mid to late 20s, and they're in their 30s. I think libido does match up better then. Because guys who are like my age or older, they they don't want to have sex. They don't care. They're over it. They want to go to bed early so that they can go to work in the morning. And if it's the weekend, they want to go to bed early so they can get up to play golf. These are the types of exciting men that I've dated and hooked up with. Guys with jobs who are reliable. And guys who play golf on the weekends with their dads. You know, very wholesome stuff. But they don't want to have sex because <laughs> they're, they're old and their back hurts. And they, you know, they'll, they'll cuddle and stuff. But they're like, uh, they're not horny at all. And, and me, a woman in my 30s. Yeah. I'm still wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. And these guys aren't. And it's tragic. So, 
What did we learn today? So many things. This episode was a lot longer than I expected, but I think it was good. I think we said a lot. I think we learned a lot. I think we expressed our emotions. I believe that I've made my peace with the Alamo Draft House and may consider returning again in the future. And um, yeah, it's all fine and good. Um, will I go out with a 25-year-old man ever again? Yeah, I think so. I think I will. And that email inspired me to do it. So kids, listen, follow your dreams unless your dream is to move to Los Angeles because it's terrible here. And stay safe. Take care of each other. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Heather. I'm also on TikTok now at UnrulyMaruly. And I'll see you the next time I record. You know, I'm not going to promise everything because we're still in a pandemic. And I'm still trying to mind my mental health. Okay? So take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And have a lovely rest of September. Okay, take care. Stop.